Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Kill Me Now. Trump's the president. Kill me now. Oh, is this your first Kill Me Now since uh, Well, no. I mean, we had one last week, but it was recorded the week before. So Trump wasn't president. Kill me now. And now Trump's president. Kill me now. And he's so aggressive already. Trump is an asshole. Kill me now. (laughs) He's a piece of shit. Yeah. Kill me now. Kill me now more. Yeah, right. We, we should call it Kill Me Now More. I am so excited about today. I've been trying to get our guest on this podcast, but, you know, she lives in L.A. She's very busy. Um, and she is one of my favorite people of all time, even though she's doing that paper thing. Um, are you, are you, uh, is this annoying? No, not at all. Like Rush Limbaugh. No, she, he does that, doesn't he? Does he? he always goes like this. I'm here and read this. And I read, and this is what it's, that's what he does all the time. He's just trying to show off you know that he knows how to you know, read. You know who you'll never hear say that? Trump. Oh, I know. Right. He doesn't even know how to fucking read. Right. What? No. Oh, wait, Patrick. Oh, by the way, let everyone know, pa- uh, Patrick is here. Um, Hennessy's not here. Hennessy's away. And it's my fave, Karen Bergreen is co-hosting, as she does yeah. often, actually. I really like co-hosting. I know, you're you. really fun. good. I like hearing, I was just telling Sue, I like hearing everybody's story. Like, I just, I think it's fun. You know, speaking of which, tonight, my class, you know, I teach solo performance. All my right. class is performing their stories this evening. Yes, and I have to go host them. Your right, kids. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah, they're in older. Anyway. Was uh, it like night night school solo? No, no. It's at the primary stages, which is uh, the Einhorn School of Performing Arts. That's very impressive. Oh, please. Anyway. Um, anyway. Today's guest. I can't. I'm so excited. Look at that face. Oh, this is podcast. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the incredible Sue Kalinsky is here. Yay! I love you, 
Kalinsky is here. Yeah, everyone. Now Sue Kalinsky is. When I did went to the march, can I just tell you something? I go to the march, and there were a bunch of Jews. Um, you know, there were a lot of different groups. And then it was a Saturday march, and a lot of Jews marched because they can march. They can't drive or anything. Mm. And one group of Jews was like, zoom, golly, 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 zoom, golly, golly. And all I could think of was Susie Essman when she does that character. (laughs) Of the woman who's like way too Jewy and is zoom, golly, golly, golly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was so. But did you guys march? I did. It was like the only time I felt good since this election. What happened, Sue? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I um I actually had made plans before I knew about the march. Uh-huh. So I was in East Hampton for the weekend. They didn't have a march there? They did not. That's how they're such because they're happy. Right. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah. yeah, they would they would like Trump and like I was like going by my girlfriend has a house out there, so we were taking walks and Trump, you know, no fucking way. flyers in people's um windows of people's homes. They marched in Antarctica. I know. In Antarctica. 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 Yeah, she went to right. Harvard, so she has to. Uh, I've been to Antarctica. Actually. You, you have not. I swam in the Arctic. No not. fucking way. How freezing was it? It was like just above freezing. How I, bad I, was it? It was like thirty-eight degrees or something uh-huh. like that. I did a uh, I did a USO tour. I used to do right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm with two other comics. Who? Um, African American men who like totally like I'm not going. Like right. I, I'm not doing it because they right. dared me after my show. Some of the servicemen dared me because right. apparently anyone who's based it's called Thule Air Force Base. Um, which was like the Cold War. It was like the highest point during the Cold War. So anyone who is who is based there has to jump in the water and do a little swim. Oh it's, like it's, how it's long like a rite of swim? pass. Well, right. what basically what it is is you have to you have to you have to get your head wet. So mm-hmm. you don't have to like actually swim, but you have to right, dunk right, your head. Right, right. So I get there and I have a two piece bathing suit. It's the only bathing suit I brought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a priest and a doctor on shore. On no way! Co- just in case. Did you like, say you were a Jew? I did say I was a Jew. Uh huh. So I, he probably would have let me drown. Right. It wasn't even that. It was like <laughs> hypothermia. Right. You know, that right, was right, right. And so I, I do it. It's so fucking cold. And you can't breathe. Can't breathe. And I get out, and they have like blankets, like yeah. wool blankets that they're wrapping me with. And um, my ears were <gasps> like, I, I, like my ears hurt for like a week. No way. But I got a certificate. I got a polar bear um, official certificate from you the military. You know, people do that all the time. Well, they do it in Chicago, I know, yeah. right? That's like My a brother New swims um, uh, every year. He swims in the spring. He swims uh, to... Um, Judy with the fucking menopause, you fucking <laughs> idiot. He swims to... Do you to have a brother? Alcatraz. Right. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I do have a brother, yes. <laughs> he swims to Alcatraz every year. Uh, aren't no. there people who jump in the East River, the Polar Bear Society? Yes, they all the time. They do it, you know, they do it right after New or on New Year's. That's got to be disgusting, that though, another, that water. Um, like the I know, River. I know, the East River, there must be so many dead people there. Well, and like, you know, I'm, I watch Law and Order, there are like a thousand. What? I said I watch Law and Order, there are oh, like yeah, a thousand. Oh, yeah, there are a thousand. Yeah. Sue Kalinsky! Now, Sue... Um, Sue was on the circuit. I hate that word. You were on the circuit uh, in the 80s. You were on the circuit before me. That's right. You were like already established. That's right. I started doing stand-up. Actually, the first time I did stand-up, I think it was like 1978. No fucking way. I I was in high school. But but the first time I did stand-up was at the improv. Right. You know, the whole thing, picking the number. Like, did you have to pick a number when you started? Um, I... Did like waiting online outside the humiliation? I, did I re- did I do that? I got I, I got I past a lot of stressed. I got I got past a catch. I got recommendations a lot. I think I might have picked a number for the comic strip. But the humil did the, I do? I might have done the improv that line. Well, the humiliation of like they never right. said your name. It was right. like you'd be in the bar and it's like number ten. Right. <laughs> and then you'd go out for silver and like two other people. Yeah. At the, the improv. Yeah, it was horrible. But didn't they have the best French fries? They like did. remember he used to cut the potatoes right there and, all right, go ahead, sorry. Well, I got a funny joke about that. A okay. funny story about that. All right. But anyway, so yeah, so the Was first, that your very first time was at the improv? I actually I was part of some theater group and I I used to do impressions. That was my act in the early days. Mm-hmm. So Can um, you do one for us? 
All right, I'll do one. <laughs> I actually Isn't she the best. I right. actually in college so my uh, my second year of college I played Humphrey Bogart and played against Sam. No way, go. Because they could not find a guy who could do it. Right. Oh my so god. So they put that's in awesome. the credit and the guy and the, actually the casting uh, director looked at me and he said we really want a guy, but your impression is good. So if we can't find a guy, we're going to cast you. So in the credits, they put S. Kalinsky, so no one knew. Right. And I had a fedora on. They put like a five o'clock shadow, and I had right. a trench coat. That's awesome. I never knew a dame that didn't understand a slap in the mouth or a slug from a 45. <laughs> That's so really good. Thank you very much. Oh so anyway, so I was God. an impressionist for years. And, like um, what other one? Wait, I have to get a, I've, you know, a lot of people have been complaining. I have forgotten my Jew whistle two weeks in a row. Oh. And anytime we mention anything Jewish. Oh, does it, I thought maybe up. it was kind of like a nagging sound no, or something. No. So wait, so so wait, what other impressions did you do, Sue Kalinsky? <laughs> <laughs> um uh, I did And Karen Bergreen. <laughs> even though you'd like to hide it if you could. Go. Oh Jesus. <laughs> See what, what I did. I well, my my shtick was that I did only men because I have a deep voice. Right. So and I, how's and you have a big cock. Too. And I you have a huge cock. Right. Huge? Small balls. Small yeah. balls. You do. But huge cock. That's okay. And um, but I did that. My 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 gimmick was I did the wives, but they sounded just like their husbands. Oh right. After they smoked fifty packs of cigarettes. <laughs> it was so douchey. So you grew up in Long Island. I did. And um. You know, we have uh, my neighbor who just passed away, Andrew. You grew up with, yeah. And he was the greatest. The oh hair, God. he was a hairdresser, oh. um, straight, and just the nicest. I had to say straight, even though he was the gayest straight guy. He really was. Uh, and um, and you were very into sports. Oh, I still am. I know. Well, we're gonna get to that. But uh, in height, like, what did you play? Like, you were you? What group were you in? I was. Like, were you I, bat mitzvah? By the way, I was not. Why? I just had other interests, you know. And, and your parents didn't say so. My parents weren't really religious. My parents were like phony Jews. You right. Know? They were religious around the holidays. Yeah. So like Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, yeah. you know, things like that. Right. Jewish. But what about your brother? I have three brothers and they were all bar mitzvah. Right. Because, interesting. Because the, because the boys, it was a thing. With right. The, with the girls. It had it just was, started. And yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't really pushed on you to do it. Right. My sister was like, there was a thing called, what was it, Young Jadir? Do you know what that no. was? It was kind of like a, it was like a teenage thing where like young Jews would go. It was like a social situation. Mm -hmm. And it had some education to it. Right. But, I, you know, I was into, like, smoking pot and hanging right. out with my friends. Not I mean, me. Um, I love smoking pot. Uh, <laughs> still. Um, still? Yeah. Okay. I stopped, and then I started Why'd again. you stop? Did you get paranoid? No, I was, yeah, I was like, uh, you know, I was obsessed with my career. And then I had kids, and I was like, you know, I have to be an adult, you know, even though I don't, but I just stopped. How's that working out? I know, it's right. so not. So, I uh, and, you know, lately... The, with the medical stuff, it's so good for my arthritis. You know, it's so funny because usually the buzzword to get your recommendation is you have you migraines, know, migraines, or insomnia. So glaucoma, my, glaucoma. So that's a that's a great one that's to one to, live, to, to, to yeah. go in and, and tell people you have with no film <laughs> over your eyes. Yeah. Anyway, so my husband has um, um, tinnitus, yeah, the, the ear thing. Mm -hmm. So he goes in the other day to get his card. And the doctor says, you know, what's your condition? And he says, tinnitus. And the doctor looks at him like, oh, good one. I haven't heard that. <laughs> <laughs> and he really has it. He really has it. That's Does it hilarious. help tinnitus? No, I don't think. No, yeah, he just said, it totally he said it, I guess it's real. But. but you know what? It totally helps my arthritis. Hmm. Yeah, it really does. Pain. It pain. really helps my high. Hey, good night, folks. Hello, folks. So, all right. So you're in high school. You're like the all-around popular, everyone loves Sue Kalinske, correct? There was only one, well, actually one person that really, really did not like me. Who? That you know. Who? Ellen DeGeneres. She was in your high school? No, but she's the only person I know oh, oh, who oh, doesn't I'm talking like about me. high Can school. Can we hear that story? Yes, we're getting there. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was a pretty likable person. You know, I kind of, you know, melded with all the crowds, but I was mostly in the stoner crowd. Yeah. Interesting. Because I, I, you know, I was into sports, but I didn't really get into sports until I was a little bit older. Right. I was not a jock. Right. But I had a good arm. I could throw right. a softball really far. Yeah, you were on the uh, the softball team. I was not uh, on the, I wasn't on the comic team. Comic strip. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, but I wasn't. Follow along, so. I, wa I wasn't like a great 
athlete, really. Right. I just loved it. I, I actually you, could shoot pool. Right. You were sporty. Yeah, she's I was sporty. sporty. She's tomboyish. Right. Exactly. And yet loves to fuck guys. <laughs> it's so, a beautiful combination. Yes. So um, That's what makes guys really they, guys they dig, like Guys that. dig it. What yeah. was your major in college? Theater. And where'd you go? I went to a couple of schools. I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts mm, here in Manhattan yes. for a year. Yeah. And um, then I went to New Paul's upstate yes, New York. Yes, oh, New Paul's. Pretty. Why did you quit the American Academy of Dramatic Obsessed People Arts? I, I was in this like crazy relationship with this guy I was like madly in love with and it was really problematic and it was interfering with school. <laughs> you get into the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and you leave for a guy. Stupid. Was the guy in New Paltz, or did you have to run away? No, no, no. He was he was someone that I actually knew. I grew up with him and I knew him in high school. We started dating in high school. Broke up with him when I when I, when I went away to college, and then you know was obsessed with him. And was he? Um, he was you know. He, what's was become he of? No, he's dead now. Oh, he, he is? is. Yeah, he was. Do you drug feel addict. bad? Oh, good. Oh, anyway, you sorry, I don't care. Yeah, you did. You missed I did. A bullet. I did. Okay, so you go to college. You we're become. So, we are so heartless. We're like, you're like, <laughs> no. God. I'm like, you missed a bullet. <laughs> um, you become a waitress, and you say something nasty. Oh God, it's so funny. Right to one of the customers. This Can't... is what happened. Okay. My brother gets my brother Fred, who you know, right? Yeah. He gets this. He uh, gets me this job at a restaurant in Midtown Manhattan called the Paul Revere Restaurant. Mm-hmm. My other, God, my, he's a traitor. <laughs> Good night, folks. My other brother's joke is, what do you do? You run up and down the aisle saying, the eggs are coming, the eggs are coming. <laughs> That's funny. That's so funny. That's so funny. So, your coffee's coming. Your coffee's coming. So in, 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 line, in line with my great choice in men, I started dating this guy who uh, was an alcoholic. Okay? Oh, that's great. So he had a scam going on where he would take a coffee mug mm-hmm. and he would put a tea bag in. He would take the tea out but leave the string hanging and he'd put like bourbon. So that's it looked genius. like it was tea and he would just walk around all day drink bourbon. <laughs> that is so clever. That is so, at great? least, yeah, that's good. Very smart. He okay. would take the tea out, take the, yeah, put bag the bag out. in. And, no, no, oh. t- no, take the bag out and leave the string yeah, hanging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he dead oh. too? I don't know where he is. I don't know where he is. So anyway, <laughs> so the way it worked, it's like one. we were partners. So one person served the drinks and the other person served the food, but whatever. So I worked lunch, which was very, very busy in Manhattan. Right. And you, you know, you had to turn tables over. That was right. the only way you made money. Would you make like 90 cents an hour? Right. So, but, you know, my brother knew the guy. That's how I got the job. Okay? Knew the guy who owns who, it? Knew guy. Paul? His name was Herb. Oh, well, Freddie is my brother. No, so guys, Paul Revere, I mean. Paul Revere. He knew Paul, right? <laughs> yes, the guy wore a three-corner hat. Did you corner, ever find out hat. why they named it Paul Revere? I have no idea. All right, go. Stupid. It was like and, for tourists, probably. Yeah. Who thought they were in Boston. Okay. So... Um, so this guy, so I was getting, I was like getting really, really shitty tips all lunch. And I was like, this particular this day, particular day. And I was like, the next person who gives me a shitty tip is just going to hear about it. Mm. So this guy comes in with this woman and he says, I'm, we're in a real rush. Can you just get the food out really quick? And I was a really good waitress, you know, oh, I was I very bet. personable and made people laugh. And, you know, so. And what the, was a good tip at this time? Um, you know, 20, you know. I, I would have taken 10%, right, you know, right. but 15% was more right, of the right, norm right, at that right, time. Right, right. So the service is great. I actually give them a drink on the house, you know, just mm-hmm. to be nice, whatever. So I give them, you know, the, the check comes, the food comes out quick, and they tell me they're in a rush, and then they sit there for a really long oh, time. Oh, I hate that. Like, okay, whatever. Yourself, yeah. All right, fine. So I give them the check, and I come to, you know, pick it up, and I look, and... um on his credit card, he left me a really crappy tip. And it was like, it was less than 10%. Right. So I just looked at him and I said, you know, I, I just for me, I want to know, how, you know, was the service not acceptable? Did, you know, was it bad? And he said, no, it was great. And he said, why? Is there something wrong with the tip? And I said, well, it's customary to leave 15 and like you left me less than 10. So I'm just, I'm just saying. And he was just about to change it. And I guess he thought about it for a second and he looked at me and said how 
dare you oh. question the t-? and in front of my whole station he starts yelling at me and is like you insulted me in front of my guest and blah 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 and as he's yelling at me my boss starts walking from oh, back to the restaurant and I was always kind of herb. like a herb. herb I was always <laughs> okay <laughs> I was always a little bit on the outs with this guy right right like right. you're supposed to wear a white shirt yeah. I come in with like a light blue shirt right right supposed right supposed to wear a certain kind of shoe I you know like I never almost. really follow the you rules you do almost exactly yeah. I'd wear boots you were you know? a revolutionary like I was like, like Paul Revere, Revere. Right. well that's part of the gig very good Karen that's Thank why you. you're here okay. I'm tying it all together so he he hears this giant fight and as he walks by me he just looks at me and says you're too much Ugh. and then he says I want to see you up in my office and I knew and I got fired and I looked at him and I said you know what if I if I had to do it all over again I do the same I thing I do the same thing because you don't protect me you know, I work for Did tips. Did you say that to him? I did. I did said, you I, cry? No. I Good. said, no. Why I didn't can. you cry? I would have been in tears. I would not no. have cried. I would have no. never let him I was so that. angry right. at, at, you know, you know, because I was really was good at what I did. Was the guy a Jew who get left you a bad tip? No way. He was from the middle of the country, right? Yeah, he was a, uh, yeah. I think the middle of the country is less And it tippy. was like, you know what? He, he felt like emasculated. Yeah, you know, I, I worked at, I worked, actually, I was a waitress at Rockefeller Center, which was a really tough gig. Where? You know? Where the ice, where the Walman rink right, is, right, right? right? So, you know, the kitchen was really far away from the restaurant, and, and it was really, really hard job. But you did have a lot of foreigners, okay? So right. you got a lot of crap Yeah, to and tip. they don't know but, how to tip. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but then after a while, it was like, you know what? You fucking know how to tip. Don't give right. me like I'm a foreigner. Yeah, you know I know. I mean? It's like they they know where every like sale is in Manhattan, but they they throw out the page in the tour book that says right. that right. you right. should leave the tip. But I did have this one couple. They were an older <laughs> couple, and I you know it was really fun waiting on them. And then when after they paid, he went to shake my hand, and he put something in my hand. And I opened up. He gave me a joint. Oh. What? He gave me a joint. And it was like the least likely person. He must like at the time he was probably like fifty something. Right. I thought he was so old. Yeah. You know, when I was a toll collector on the New Jersey Turnpike. You're kidding me. No. They oh, used to, it was between <laughs> freshman and sophomore year at college. <laughs> they, if they were going to like the Garden State Art Center, they would throw me a joint. That is amazing. You know, if they were going to Because Ocon- I used to you, make them would laugh. You have, would you have smoked it or would you be nervous that no, maybe it was I laced with it, something like no. PCP or something? No. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, you're I here. Like, any, anything and, to and get out of my fucking head was, I was like, okay, right. as long as I don't have to think about what a fucking asshole I am. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Um, uh, okay, so did you, when you were waitressing, did you ever bump into anyone you went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts with that freshman year? No. Did anyone become famous of that class? Not that I know. Of. Good. All but, right. But when I went to New Paul's, I went to school with John Turturro. Oh wow! And Michael Badalucco. Really? Oh, wow. I was friends with Michael. And what happened? Oh, just you know. He dumped you. That's no, what my he, mother used to say. No, he from the he, practice, he, right? He, yeah, he yeah. really liked me. I mean, he we went on like a, a date, date or two. Did you make out with him? I kissed him. I don't know if we really made out. Whenever someone, my mother wouldn't see one of my friends for a while or something, she'd go, "What happened? She dumped you." Oh, Everything. I know. Like she, you how know, supportive like, and loving. Like how Sue Kalinsky, fine. I haven't heard about her. But she dump you? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what she would say. What did he dump you? I right. just don't think Michael Badalucco is that attractive. But was he back what, in the day? What the fuck is no, that to say no. to her? Yeah, no, but it wasn't. But she's very attractive. Oh, and, right. so, and I'm well, saying yeah. it more like well, you don't. Well, but well, it is you know, always married. The, it is always the thing with the unmatched, you know, the man is... Sometimes oh, like can like, get away with like like uh, Lyle like Lovett, Trump and like Lyle Lovett yeah, and yeah, Julia yeah. Roberts. Yeah, yeah, that lasted. A week. So you um, pass at the Improv first. Yes, um, through Silver. Yes, who was out of her mind? She was totally out of her mind. And you know, I was you know new to the scene. I didn't know anything right. about Silver you know, Friedman. For everyone who's listening, ran the New York City Improv. Yes, her husband, ex-husband, Bud. Ran the, the in the LA, divorce he in got the, divorce, the LA, LA club. one and she got the New York club and she was completely out of her mind right but the thing about Silver that I learned was that um, she really appreciated like if if you having a conversation with her and I remember I went to see the movie I think it was The Natural or something. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like it as much as she liked it. And mm-hmm. we didn't really know each other that well, but it was, she, we were just all talking. And I said, meh, you know, I wasn't really crazy about it. 
and she really appreciated that I didn't like kiss up to her, right? Because she really liked it, like right. she was just glowing about it, right? So that was something. And then you know, we we got to be good friends. And I see her, I see her in L.A. No, you don't. Oh yeah, I go will out to you dinner tell with her. her. I say hi. I will. We go out to dinner. We go out for drinks. She, uh, please, honestly, she's so much fun. She is. She really. Can is. I come next time I'm in L.A.? Absolutely. She would love it. I would love it. She's just. She's a really, really cool, cool person. Yeah. She, you know? I always thought she was. When the uh, anger subsided, you know, right. she she really was very cool. And I the anger the, was over the divorce. No, no, no. She was just. How do you explain her? She just was. She just wasn't like happy, and 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 it was. I don't know whether it was like this power thing of having the club, but she just wasn't very warm. Right. Um. But. Like I said, I mean, as time went on and, and she really got to know you. Right. She, You know, and we did that play there, that Say Something Funny. Remember oh, that play? Oh, remember that? I totally forgot about that. So we were we were there so much on like a whole nother level. Right, you right. Know, when, when no one was in the club, we were right. there. We were rehearsing. Right. So we, you know, she was she was like the matriarch, you know? Now, she was great. when you started, I mean, Carol Liefer, mm-hmm. who were the comics that? Adrian Tolsch. She was one of the first, first people I, I that I met. I have to say, she was the woman who, when I did a, I did, someone dared me to do stand-up in college for Secret Santa, and that's how I did it. And then Adrian Tolsch, Bill Sheft, and uh, Larry Amaros, mm. this is 1982, come to Rutgers to do, like, one of those, you know, like comedy college, show. Yeah, right. yeah, college gig. And uh, I ask if someone asks or they ask, would you mind if Judy Gold does like five minutes? And, you know, they were probably like, mm-hmm. and after I did my five minutes, Adrian told me to come to hang New- out and at, at catch in New York. I mean, I didn't get on, mm-hmm. but that's, that's she amazing. was the first one that said you can do this. Right. She was, you know, she was one of the first people, I mean, man or woman that, mm-hmm. you know, was so supportive of. Me. Right. And uh so it was Adrian, it was... Um, Carol. Carol, it was um, uh, Nancy Parker. Oh, yes, I still see her. Who did the greatest Betty Davis yeah, uh, in beyond. different phases yes. of her life. Um, and then, <laughs> uh, Jane, Jane, if you weren't in this chair, you couldn't do this to me. Would I have a baby, Jane? And then she'd say, but you are in the chair, Blanche. That's awesome. Um, uh, who else? Um, Carol Paula. Siskin? Paula Poundstone was in Boston. Or? She came. She came later when okay. I first started. Carol Siskin, Kathy Ladman. Kathy Ladman came later. Mm-hmm. I met Kathy later on. Um, oh. um, uh, Abby Stein. You didn't know Abby Stein. Mm-mm. Abby Stein was one of like the first of our group. She she actually passed away some years ago. Oh my God! Yeah. This but is like the Dead Show. What was her name? Abby Stein. She and was like a real toughy, you know, right. just ballsy. Oh, um, and then she had stopped doing stand up and. She was a, I wouldn't say she was a parole officer, but she did something, um, something in, in, in teaching in law enforcement right, right, or right. something. She worked at John Jay College, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but she was, you know, Scott Blakeman. Uh-huh. Um, he was really, you know, he was really good friends with her. Um, but I'm trying to think. And then I guess Rita Rudner kind of right. came along. Elaine? Elaine was away. I mean, she, she left, she, she wasn't at the improv in the New York clubs right, when right, I started. Right. Um, and I'm trying Nancy Redman. Oh yes, yes, I remember Nancy Redman. Um, God, and you know I lived in I'm I started here, but then I moved to L.A. in 1980, and try to like make a go of it there. So I auditioned at the Comedy Store and right, I got right. in. So the comics out there were, um, I guess Meryl Marco was kind yes. of still doing it then, and um, Marjorie Gross. Yes. And um, Diane Nichols. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, I can't. Carrie be- Snow. Yes. Sarah Bernhardt. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and then like a, a bunch of women that I have no idea what they're so, doing. So, um, and Monica, what? Monica Piper. She was oh, Lily yeah. Davis. Then. Yes. Now, when you did stand up, a lot of the reviews would say, um, like Variety said, you're a comedian who happens to be a woman. And you don't use your gender. And it, you know, we were all comedians, as you know, who happened to be women. But men really loved your stuff, like straight guys. Yeah. Um, and you're, you know, you really related to that, you know, yeah, I'm a, I'm a chick, but I'm not, you know. Yeah. Did you, do you think those women represent, resented you for 
you know. No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I always prided the fact that you know a guy could do my act. Right. You know, I really love that. And actually, you'll appreciate this story. A guy did do my act. Who? Um, well, I, on I, purpose. I, well, two, two stole jokes. Two stories. I, I I'm trying to think where I was. I don't know if I was in like um, Oklahoma City or somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, I get up. You know, they had never seen me before. And I come off stage, and someone said. Uh, there was a comic who was here last week who did like your act. No like, fucking like, like way. Did, like pretty much your act. Oh my god. Yeah. So, um, so I guess that was kind of a test. Who was it? I don't even remember who it was. What and the fuck? Did you look he, him but, up but, and yell at him? And but he was threaten. somebody who you know he was some shitty middle act and you know Which I don't probably just stole your just shit. stole my shit and he'll, but but <clears throat> one night and he has a, probably has a special on Comedy Central yeah right mm-hmm. now yeah. so um one night. <laughs> Well, Silver Friedman, when when the improv was like, yeah, when the you like um you like William Hurt in uh <laughs> in that you see that show um Goliath. No, he has this clicker. Oh, yeah. and he clicks all the time, <laughs> and I want to strangle him. No, right. but anyway, so uh, Silver had like this one nighter in Manhattan, and uh, one night it was uh, I think it was Bob Shaw. Oh yeah, and John Manfalotti and I. Oh, and John was the MC. Uh huh. And it was like a horrible one-nighter. Right. And uh, John goes up, and he does, you know, he does okay. And then I go up, and I just die a terrible death. Right. He goes on after me and does some of my jokes that I didn't do right. and kills. No fucking way. <laughs> That's funny. That's brilliant. I was, I, was, I was laughing hysterically in the back, but pissed off. Right. I was like, of you course. do my jokes? Right, because he's a guy. And I, a I couldn't do my own right. jokes. So um, you moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, is that where you met Ken Ober? No, I met Kenny here. And did you both move to L.A. together? No, he moved to L.A. before I did. Um, he got a uh, he got a pilot, and then he he did that show Parenthood. Right, right. Yeah, so he was cast in that. So he moved out. And how did you meet Ken Ober? You were. This is kind of a fun story. I um. I had just moved back. Oh wait, Ken Ober. Jew. <laughs> so I had just moved back from L.A. Yeah. And um. What year are we talking? It was like 84. Right. I graduated college that year. Go ahead. <laughs> Can I have a whistle for something? <laughs> so. Um, Old. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. So I, uh, I'm, I go to the comedy cellar and there's a bunch of comics hanging out in, in the hallway. Yeah. And I see Ken and mm-hmm. he's, for anybody who didn't know Ken, he was so cute. Yeah, he was he really like cute. Dark curly hair and like big smile, big blue eyes. Yeah. He had a little gap tooth. I mean, yeah. he was so so handsome and just like charming. Right. So he's standing there and he has like a little um a little briefcase like a um like a um PBS mm-hmm. like canvas bag. Right, right, right. And he we're not we're not introduced or anything and, right. and and we're just but we're all kind of in conversation right. and he leans in at one point and he says uh i didn't get your name mm. and i said did you get wet right then no but i looked at him and i said i didn't give it to you <laughs> and he was like oh okay so um so we you know i introduced him and, and i thought he was an agent because he had the briefcase right <laughs> So uh, then I find out that he's got a girlfriend. But, you know, we we just bonded. Right. And, you know, we, we performed at the Comedy Cellar a lot. So, you know, the, you know, the pizza place on the corner. Yeah. So we'd go and have pizza and, you know. And then, you know, we'd, the more, you know, we'd start talking. And I was totally attracted to him. And I really didn't know much about him. And then I saw his act. And he was so funny and mm-hmm. smart. So... I'm living in Forest Hills with my friend Christina. Do you ever meet my friend Christina? She used to she cut hair. She cut a lot of comics hair. Anyway, she knew oh, Andrew. Okay. So we're in we're in the apartment and Andrew's our dead friend who just and died. the phone yeah. rings and back then it was the it was the phone. I didn't have my own phone. Right. You know? Of course. So she's like, "Oh, Ken Ober's on the phone," and I wasn't friends with him at right. all. Right. And I was like, "How did he even get my number?" Right. So. He says to me, um, oh, so I just want to let you know that um, I'm the MC tonight at uh, the cellar. And I said, okay. <laughs> I said, you calling all the acts to tell them <laughs> you're the MC tonight? But and honestly, <laughs> weren't you like a little flattered because you were attracted to him? Well, I was, yeah. but it was okay. like, but, uh, but, but like, I didn't even like think right, about right. him, he and I, you know? Right. So he said, well, I just wanted to let you know that um, Rick Messina... Rick Messina, who then booked a club out in yeah, Long Island, who's yeah. like billionaire now, manages yeah. a lot of big people. Um, 
Rick and a couple of people are getting together. There's this wine bar that opened in the village near the Comedy Cellar, and we're all going to you know, hang out there. And I said, well, it's kind of a drag for me because I live in Queens, and I have to take a subway back. And he says, well, I have a car. He says, I'll, I'll drive you home. Mm. And I was like, oh, you know, okay. So, you know, I went and hung out with him. and you know, Drunk, joke. he was going to drive you home drunk, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so impressed that a male comic has this kind of wherewithal. Yeah. Go on. And, you know, I, and then I was totally hooked. And then I find out he has a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, living with her for, like, eight years. No fucking way. That's more male comic. Okay. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, why? So we start dating because I'm a bad person. So we start dating. And, you know, he was from Boston. So I used to go up to Boston with him. And we would do stand-up together. Mm-hmm. So Next. We were at Nick's and mm. Comedy Connection. Yeah. So the guys at the Comedy Connection, Bill Downs and the other guy, um, they think that Kenny and I like live together. Right. So they think I'm the girlfriend. Right. You know? So some woman that I went to college with saw my name in the paper or on the marquee mm-hmm. and went to the called up the club and wanted to see if she can get in touch with me. So they gave him Ken's home phone number. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Gave her. Gave her. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! So she called, and his girlfriend picked up the phone. No fucking way! Oh. And uh, she says, "Hey, who are you looking for?" And she says, "Oh, I'm looking for um, uh, Sue, uh, uh, Ken's girlfriend." And she says, "I'm Ken's girlfriend." <laughs> oh like, my god! Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and uh, that's how she found out he was dating me. Oh, and then did they break up? Yeah, it was really just like a horrible thing. Oh, but you'll appreciate this because you love the, the, the whole gossip part of this. Kenny, Lou, um trying to think who else. Do you remember Joanna Bexon? Yes. Okay. She we, was a, uh, an, an acting, acting coach. Te- oh, she yeah. was an acting coach. So Lou we, DiMaggio. Lou DiMaggio. Talking, I'm yeah. sorry. Lou DiMaggio. So we were all in acting class together. And after the class, you know, we'd go and like, you know, go out and have a drink or right. whatever. So one night Kenny says, let's go back to my apartment. And I'm like, I'm not going to your apartment because he was still living right. with this woman. I said, I'm not going back to your apartment. He says, she's she was a caterer. She was an actress, but she was a caterer. And um, he says, she's got a gig tonight. There's like, she won't be there. And I'm like, oh, all right. So we go back to his house, and the three of us are drinking, smoking pot, and all of a sudden hear key in the Uh-oh. door. Right now, well, she didn't. She right, at this point, right. she had no idea who I was. Right, the, right. All the the Boston thing came right. later. So, um, so she thinks I'm Lou's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Right. And as the four of us are sitting in the living room talking, and I really liked her. Right. She was gorgeous. She looked like Susan Sarandon. Right. She was really pretty and really sweet. And um, and every now and then, I just kind of felt like eyes on me. And I look, and Kenny's like looking at me, like looking at me like endearingly. Right. And like, at, like and cutting it off at the point where just as she t- turns, he turns, so she can't see. And I'm like, this is like the most uncomfortable thing in the world. And you can tell how much she loved him. Right. And um, it's getting, you know, it's ready, it's time to leave. And he says, oh, I'll walk you guys out. And I'm thinking, who walks people out? What is right. this, the 50s? You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so he walks us outside and uh, Lou looks at him and says, Kenny, what the fuck is wrong with you? You cannot do this anymore. Mm-hmm. You cannot put us in this position. Right. And right. he like wants to like kiss me goodbye, like mm-hmm. make out with me. Oh, I'm God. like, stop it. And you would think, you know, maybe I that would have been a sign to right. me, don't be with this guy. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, right. I, I went out with him for 16 years on and off. I was madly, madly in love with him. And he was madly in love with you. He was. He was. But, you know, he had loudish behavior. Yeah. You know? And did you move back here when he did MTV um, with Colin? No. Actually, he we were here when he got MTV. Okay. And this is this is a cool story. What's the name? What was the name? Remote control. Remote control. That's right. Okay. So Kenny um, goes to Hawaii or some. He goes away with John Heyman, another mm-hmm. comic. Oh okay? yeah, he hates me, John Heyman, or he did. Heyman hates you, or he said John Heyman. I think you need to blow you. With- <laughs> oh right. I think he got mad at me <laughs> when I was like twenty four about something. So they go away on vacation and. Yeah. Um, Kenny had auditioned for remote control. Right. And it was between he and Danny Bonaducci. Ugh. Okay. I mean, oh, I like Danny. <laughs> Danny. I like Danny's I like, life. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, no, like Danny. I, like, I like Danny, too. Yeah. So um, so he goes away, and uh, his agent can't find him. He doesn't tell them that he's going out of town. and So they call me. And um, 
they said, where is he? And I said, oh, I, you know, he's staying, he, went, he went away. And they said, oh, well, I, we need to call him because he just got cast in uh, remote control. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, man, this is like how cool for him. So I, I actually call him and let him know. And he was really bummed out because he thought it was a game show. Right. He thought it was going to be really bad for his career. I'm going to put him on the map. Wow. Wow. So. And Colin. And Colin, too. And, yeah. And, and Leary and Adam Sandler. Yes. And all those boys. And and who is it? Roger Cabler. Oh, my God. Remember what Roger happened Cabler? to him? He became a house painter. No way. He had a... I'm so sad. But he had a, he had a bad gambling problem. But it was kind of... It was... A, a lot of people knew right. that, that, that he was a talented, talented guy. Yeah. And then I, I bumped into him a billion years ago. Oh, my ago. God. I have to look him up. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, he actually had a series for, for a while. He played like a, um, a disc jockey or something. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Uh, you did a lot of the um, circuit. I remember when we were play- when we played tennis in L.A., we were both doing VH1, and you had um, six minutes, and I had four, and I got really mad that I only had four, and you had six. And but you were I- beating me at tennis. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Shut up. Um, and that was around the time of, you know, the Ellen DeGeneres's and the the um, well, Paula Poundstone. Paula. Um, who else? What was... about like Roseanne Barr? Was that during then? She that... was already. I think she, she already... already had her HBO special oh, okay. and everything yeah. was started. So what's the Ellen thing? So like. You know, Ellen, she never was in New York. No. So we didn't know each other. Right. But she knew of me. Right. You know, I mean, because, you know, we were all comics. We were all getting, and, and at that time, that was the beginning of cable, where you do, like, Caroline's Comedy Hour and, um, you know, right. Evening, Evening at the Improv. Improv uh, Comedy Express or right. Comedy Tint. It was yeah. like um, that show that Pat booked at the Pat Laugh Buckles. Factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I, this was later on in my career when I became a writer. And uh, Carol Liefer and Mitch Hurwitz um, were executive producing Ellen's second sitcom. And, you know, I wrote a spec script. And, and, and although I was friends with Carol, I still had to present that I was capable of being right. in a writer's room. And I knew Mitch Hurwitz because, you know, Jimmy Valley, Jim, right. you know, Jimmy, right? Jimmy yeah. and Jonathan gave me my first writing job. So that was part of that click. So, um, so I get the job. I'm a staff writer on the show. And... Um, Ellen just didn't like me, and I and I don't know why. I mean, I never had any dealings with her. Um, you know, I, I, I never even met her, and I was always a big fan. I always right, thought she right, was right. really, really funny. Right. But for some reason, she just took this dislike towards me. Was it? Do you think it was because you're you're like gay, but you're not gay? Yeah, that I I couldn't pull the, the gay trigger. Yeah. Um. I, you know, I I don't know, and I never found out. And but she was really mean to me. And, um, like examples. Okay, so we would have a table read. Yeah. Okay, so table read. You know that everybody sits around. You know, and like, a, like a script, like a square. Yeah. Okay, and everybody in the morning. You know, you sit down, and everybody. You know, everybody says hello to everybody. So she would acknowledge everybody at the table, and she would acknowledge the person to the right of me, ignore me. No and way. I swear to God. And then acknowledge the person to my left, and then continue on. And um, did you? I mean, look. You said to Ken Ober, "I didn't give you my name." Like, did you ever I never, have the balls? To- I never confronted her. Um, I found out through Mitch because I I came up with this um, story, and usually the stories you came up with were the ones you would go off and write. Right. And I came up with this story, and they really liked it. And uh, Mitch said, "I'm going to give it to somebody else. You come up with something else. We'll give you something else because." Um, this is going to be, this may be a difficult episode, and uh, Ellen no likey Sue Kalinske. <laughs> no way. I was like, wow. really? I was, I was like, what, what is it? And he says, I, d- I don't know. I don't know, but she just is not a fan. And, and, how many and, women, I'm sorry, how many women were in the On room? the staff? It was just Carol and I. And there was all guys, yeah. I, and 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 some and it. some comics, you know. And Carol was gay, so you know she was. Yeah, you know, but she wasn't out then, was she? She was out enough that Ellen, that Ellen, Ellen knew. Ellen knew. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, I did a gig with Carol Leifer, um in Boston, and I opened for her. I didn't know she doesn't like if you curse, but I said shit or something. I killed, you know, whatever. 
and then we're at back in the hotel. She, I, the first time I saw her standing uh, at Catch Rising Star was like, oh my God, oh my God, it's Carol Lee for me. Because, you know, I'd watched her on TV, right. you know. And she started asking me about being gay. But she wasn't gay at this time, but she was asking me a million questions. Do you think this one's gay? Do you think that one's gay? And I was like, yeah, I don't know, you know, and it was so, and I can't believe she's gay. She was married to Rich Scheidner. Yeah, and right. you know, she liked guys. Yeah. I used to travel with her a lot. Yeah. I mean, she liked guys. And when she's- she's ma- She got she's mad She's married, at me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but she got mad at me on Facebook. Oh, she did? Because, Why? you know, she's always, <laughs> she's all, and I love her. She's always um, posting these pictures. She loves me and I love her. And, you know, it's always their ha- their family and they're so happy. And I'm always writing. So one time I wrote, do you ever fight? You know, like, in, uh, just Judy shit, right. you know? So there was a picture, they were on vacation, they're all in a boat or something. And I wrote, nauseating. <laughs> And she got mad at you? Yeah. She said... But it's you. I I know. She said, I love you, but why do you think it's okay for you to write those comments about my family? I said, I'm... I was because I'm jealous and I'm joking and it's Judy right right I think it's like affection coming I'd I'd be like how come you didn't write it was nauseating on my page right right yeah so yeah so then she's like no 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 problem just wanted to know and I was like how do you not know that that's my knows you love her I know all right so anyway you 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 were you you went on the road with all the guys like I did a lot of comics didn't go on the road like Joy and Susie and Mario. and But I wanted to go on the road because I wanted stage time. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to make other people laugh. But you were, I mean, you were beloved as a comic during that time. And then you decide to write. What, how did that happen? Well, you know, it was, Kenny and I you were. You did Star Search. I did Star Search. Yes, and, and you I, won. I, you I beat. No, I well, I I got into the semifinals. You beat uh, what's his name, Frank? Did you beat? No, Frank John Mulroney. John, John Mulroney. Mulroney. Mm-hmm. This was this was uh, the the season that I did it. John and I were the first show, right? And everybody had touted John Mulroney to win right. the whole thing, right? So I show up, and you had to show up the day before, and you would do rehearsal. Mm -hmm. And they really wanted to hear the comics act because they wanted to know if you had anything in common or who should go first. Right, 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 right. He decided, I'm not going to the rehearsal. So, turns out, we both had stuff about working out. And I went first. Whoa! And he, it's so funny, he came into the green room, and this is such a funny thing about show business, he was like a blue collar guy. Yeah. He wore like a you know a t shirt and jeans. Right. But for TV, he thought that he should dress up. So he, he was wearing. I remember these jackets that guys used to yeah. wear. It was like a Star Trek jacket right. oh God. with like you know a V, and it yeah. was like a members short only. jacket. It was like like it wasn't members only. It was actually a suit, but it was something that you would have seen like um, like the Bee Gees wear. Right, I right, mean, right, it was right, like right. really hacky, yeah. douchey looking outfit, <laughs> and it was like green color, right. you know. And 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 I beat him. I mean, I almost. I think I got like three and three quarter stars out of four. Right. And I'll never forget. I come back to and and I had like a running thing with Kenny because Kenny did Star Search a couple of years before me, and he was in the semifinals. Mm. So I called him up and I told him if I won, I would buy him a Porsche. Mm-hmm. Right. So I win the first time, and I called him up and I said, "We have a tail light." Right. And then I won the second one. Who was that? That was against Eddie Brill. Eddie Brill? Wow. I just read this article uh, when I was doing research on you where Eddie Brill said that the fact that you beat John Mulrooney was uh, just horrible. And the fact that um, someone else beat Frank Santorelli, those were horrible things that happened. And I couldn't believe it. What do you mean yeah. horrible things that happened? He wrote it. I read an article. Like, like horrible that I won? Yeah. That that was a, that was a, you know, just a. Like the that fact that. male def- preference. It's the male preference thing is my. Oh, wait, really? Uh, that, I, I, that I was like, quote unquote, better than John Rue? No, that, that it was a. Here, I'll tell you right now. Go. Oh, that's Keep so talking. Funny. No, Go because ahead. the thing is, is that when I came back to New York, um, I bumped into Colin Quinn mm-hmm. in Central Park. 
And he looks at me, and he, he comes over, and he's like, ah, you beat John Mulroney. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> he was so happy because he was, you know, kind of an arrogant, arrogant right. guy. And when, when I showed up for the show, I'm in the green room. He walks in. He's got his agent, his manager. Like, he's got people. Right. And they were, like, staring me down, like, trying to get me right. to, like, be nervous or whatever. And, like, I just went by myself, you know? That's the best story I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, so here we go. This is a uh, an interview with Eddie, who I actually saw last night, um, who I've had arguments with about, you know, this woman and funny. But he said... Uh, it says, uh, I was on the older version of Star Search, and what I realized about those shows was they were game shows. We were under the impression that they were fixed with the old ones. That was that was that they manipulated the outcome. I saw John Mulroney lose to Sue Kalinske. I saw Frank Santorelli lose to Jason Stewart, and both of those were complete miscarriages of justice. Wow. I am so shocked that he said that. I because, feel like we should call because, Eddie right now. Because if you watch that that episode mm -hmm. John had a really really bad set yeah because the, like I said the audience had heard me do work, workout yeah. material right that first of all I went out first right so you know and my jokes were good right of course so the fact of the matter is they already heard workout material and you only had two minutes right so that was a majority of what he did and and he was freaked out. You knew right. that he was freaked out. I'm sure out. he was freaked out when he was watching. Exactly. Well, you know. I'm, I'm actually surprised that he said that. Yeah. Well, I have to in, take a, issue in an article, him. I would because I always take issue with him. Anyway. Um, I just think, I think people, I think some people too, just the assumption is that the male is always funnier and that if there's a woman, uh, that if there's a woman that does better, it's because she's a woman. That that's the under, that's sort of the understanding. I, I don't know if it's really that way anymore, but there was a time like there who was a Barry Katz, mm -hmm. okay, who's like a big big manager now. He booked a room in the Caribbean. I think it was mm -hmm. in Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. and I really wanted to do the room. Mm -hmm. And I had heard that he booked a woman, and I don't remember who it was, and she bombed. So he didn't want to book any more women. That I talk about that all. And I remember I that. I said, yes. well, you, did you, you ever have any guys that bomb? Yeah. You're going to stop hiring guys White now? Guys, I said, yeah. you know what? You hired the wrong woman. You hired a woman who was not right for right. the job. Okay? But don't punish everybody. And I had asked a lot of comics to boycott the room. Right. You know? Good. They didn't. But I said, <laughs> you know, it, it's not fair. And if you right. love me and you love, you know, any comics, we're just, we're comics. And that's, you know, goes back to the thing you were saying yeah. about when that review was written that, you know, I am, I just happen to be a woman that does stand up, yeah. you know. I, I can't Which, tell you. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times. I remember being in the improv bathroom in L.A. and um, a couple of, you know, audience members before I went on. I bumped into them in the bathroom and they were like, oh, yo, you were calm, you're going on tonight. And they were like, so you're going to rag on guys? No, <laughs> and I'm not going to talk about my period yeah, either. I said, no, I said, I actually love men. Yeah. You know, I said, uh, nah, I'm, I'm not the comic that you're, you know, just because I'm a woman. Right. I said, no, nah, that's not me. It's um, it, Well, it's so narcissistic men thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, are you going to talk about me? Right, right, right. But these were women. No, these were women. Right. Oh. That were like, they wanted to hear right. men hating jokes. Since we're going so long, and I can't stop talking to you, we're going to, this is going to, this is going to be part two. Hmm. All right, Sue? Yeah. You can't, you don't have to leave, right? No. All right, perfect. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. Hello.